Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub. If you're in and around central New York before and after all the big events, Q's Hoops, Syracuse Crunch Hockey, concerts, and more, stop on over to the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best Darn Angus Burger in town, delicious wraps and homemade soups as well at the Al and Angus Pub. AlanAngusPub.com, and don't forget, you can get gift cards there for any occasion as well. We are all over the major platforms here as a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. I do want to mention to you folks, too, you can follow ML Sports Platter all over the social platforms. Be on the lookout for all of my ML Sports Take videos. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, uh, IGTV. And uh, definitely subscribe and follow uh, on all of those. Uh, quick word from Bet Online, folks. Believe and Bet Online. Hey, listen, we want to tell you that Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season, even if football only has one game left. From scored totals, uh, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one thing. Uh, the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And hey, with a new year now, a month and change in, comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. And it's not just football. It's UFC, boxing, hockey, basketball, and more. The number one online wagering destination is Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. A lot of people will be placing a bet on the final game, Super Bowl 56. Let's preview that right now. Bengals and Rams, you know, kind of some you know storylines, some matchups, how these teams got here. Uh, I'm going to start with Cincinnati just because I think it's the it's the better story. Um, I think there's any question about it. Um, what Joe Burrow has done there has been nothing short of remarkable. Uh, this is a team that you know has won what six games the last two years. Um, <clears throat> there was no hope. Uh, they're the, referred to by many as the Bungles, and um, and I, I got to tell you, this guy is the coolest customer um, in maybe in the NFL right now. Um, he's super poised. He's got a ton of swag. He's smoking cigars after the games. He's dressing. Um, you know, he's pimping out. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, he's wearing uh, big coats, fur coats, uh, uh, gold chains around. Um, you know, his, 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 his outerwear, um, he just doesn't give an F about anything besides kicking your ass. And man, has he done that, um, in the Cincinnati tenure, early tenure, um, this year, let's go back in time, man. The Bengals, wow. 
They lost to the Bears. They lost at the Jets. <laughs> Remember those games? Those things did happen. And it goes to show you, and they only went 10-7, and seven, by the way, getting in, uh, obviously, uh, the way they did. Um, I, I think people thought it could go one way or the other, right? Like they could be really dangerous and win a couple games, or they couldn't, uh, or, or they could just fall out, fall on their faces in the first game. They won the AFC North. Um, they went 4-0 against the Ravens and the Steelers, which was great. Uh, an early sign for Bengals fans to be like, hey, you know, maybe we are, in fact, here to stay. Um but just have been wildly impressed with this team in the postseason. Vegas, of course, they win that game. Then they go at Tennessee, take down the number one seed in the Titans. And then they go at Kansas City and win in overtime. And in that game, my God, you're down 21-3. You think it's over. Then it's 21-10. The Chiefs still get the ball at the start of the first half, uh, second half. Uh, boneheaded play at the end of the first half by the Chiefs. They should have taken the field goal. That was the stupidest move of the postseason by Andy Reid. Um, and then, you know, the Bengals keep fighting, ends up being a tie game. They get the two-point conversion. Um, Evan McPherson keeps pounding field goals left and right. And then in overtime, Kansas City basically loses or wins the toss. Go figure, Josh Allen picks tails the week before, and it's heads this week. Uh, uh, heads is picked, and it's tails. Um, and so off you go. Um, and Kansas City, you're thinking, okay, this is it. And then Mahomes throws a pick. So it is really, really amazing um, what the Bengals have done, the adversity they've shown, where they came from. Um, and there's some major star power on this team. I mean, I think everybody knows that as long as Joe Burrow is quarterback of this football team, they're going to have a chance to win football games for a long, long time. Um, you know, I think that there is an identity um, that's twofold. I think, you know, Joe Mixon certainly, and we'll get into this a little bit later more, um, you know, I think they got to run the ball a little bit more with him. Three playoff games, 190 yards, probably need a little bit more there. Um, but it hasn't mattered because Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, I, he didn't have a great game against Kansas City, but he got out, you know, he ducked out and ran and saved some third downs and, and all the rest. And look, that receiver core has been just absolutely amazing this entire year. Um, Tyler Boyd, uh, as we know, T Higgins, and then the superstar in Jamar Chase. And he is already uh, a superstar. I mean, he can run really any route. Uh, he played big time football. He and Bra he and, um, uh, Joe Burrow have that, you know, that cohesive feeling together from their LSU days. By the way, Joe Burrow, he could be the first player in sports history to win the Heisman Trophy, the Super Bowl, and a national championship. And there are a lot of guys who have done two or three. Um, but, you know, wherever you go, you're like, oh, he, he must have done it. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, he didn't win fill in the blank. You know, Roger Staubach wins the Heisman, <clears throat> wins the Super Bowl, multiple, and then, you know, never won a national championship. Um, so there's, there are a lot of those instances out there uh, where guys have won two of three, uh, Burrow looking to complete the trifecta. And then I think defensively, an area – that was dominating all year for this Bengal outfit, but didn't get the praise they deserved. Uh, and I've been saying it a lot lately, the last few weeks is their defensive line. I mean, remember when BJ Hill was traded from the giants, I believe to the Bengals, nobody thought anything of it, you know, fast forward to, you know, the week of the Super Bowl, he has one and a half sacks in the postseason. 
five tackles. He's a run stuffer. He's been great. Sam Hubbard at D-end has been amazing. They have two bookend defensive ends in Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, and all those guys have done together is combined for five and a half sacks, um, you know, in the postseason, and a combined 56 yards uh, in loss for the opposition. Uh, and they're both very good against the run. Eight solo tackle, uh, eight yeah, eight solo tackles uh, in the playoffs for Hubbard, uh, four for Hendrickson. They've got an unbelievable uh, front line, and that was the front line that started to really rattle Pat Mahomes. And, you know, the Bengals, there's a belief there now. Uh, this is a team that has always had cool uniforms. They've always had the really cool helmet, um, but now they got the cool quarterback. They've got the swag at quarterback, and this guy has been just unbelievable um, all year long. I-, I thought for a while there, Joe Burrow actually deserves some MVP consideration, um, and, and in the playoffs, I mean, the guy's, you know, completion percentage is 68.8%. His rating is 96.2. He does have two interceptions, but four touchdowns and, um, you know, 842 yards through the air, uh, in three games, <laughs> you know, so, uh, he's really good. He can shoot it, uh, down the length of the field. He can hit chase on a quick slant and let him do his thing. Uh, Higgins and Boyd are better for Burrow, uh, being their quarterback, um, Burrow's really good in the red zone. There's unbelievable awareness, uh, great pocket savvy. Uh, the ethos are there. Everything's going on with Joe Burrow right now. And you know what? It's really hard to make a Super Bowl. I think everybody knows that. Um, you know, it's awfully hard to get there. It's awfully hard to win. On and on we go. But but the reality is uh, Joe Burrow doesn't care. Joe Burrow expected this. Joe Burrow, the confidence. I remember listening to his dad, Jimmy Burrow, on with Peter King on his podcast. And he was like, yeah, he goes, some of us are surprised that it maybe happened this quickly, but we're not surprised that it happened because we saw it going back to, you know, the state title football runs, the championship at LSU. Joe's always been that guy. He expected this. He expects greatness. And, um, you know, that means he's expecting greatness out of his teammates as well. Um, And, you know, when you think about Joe Burrow being, you know, as old as he is, um, just having the world by the balls. I mean, we're talking about a 25-year-old human being who's already won a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, battled back from an ACL, and now is in the Super Bowl, you know, and he's changing the fortune, he's changing the path of the franchise of the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's just been a really fun ride to watch, and, you know, look, again, Joe Burrow, he might get to the Super Bowl, and he might not get back. You just don't know. Nothing is guaranteed. But I'm here to tell you that the Bengals are going to be a pain in the rear for all the other teams in the AFC and beyond uh, because of Joe Burrow. All right, let's go to the other team in terms of how they got here, and then I'll preview the matchup uh, you know, with some storylines and, and some different things to, um, to kind of move and shake here uh, and break down. Before we do that, though, the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great, great friends at Stanley Law Offices, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our terrific pals over at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Folks, you've got to stop by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you are in and around the Rochester area, this place has got it all. Go visit them online at stumblingmonkeybeer.com. That's stumblingmonkeybeer.com. 
Crowlers.com. They've got a great uh, array of beers on tap. You can get your Crowlers and your Growlers. You can shop for the apparel right there at StumblingMonkeyBeer.com. They host events. Make sure you pop on over there uh, if you're in and around Rochester, Victor area. Uh, my Western New York people, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Rob and his team are doing an amazing job, so stop by. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is the official brewery of the ML Sports Platter. Let's go to the Rams. Three wins in the postseason, just like the Cincinnati Bengals. They beat Arizona in the first game handily, 34-11. They beat Tampa Bay on the road, 30-27. And then, of course, against the 49ers, 20-17, they win uh, at SoFi, and they will host the Super Bowl, although I don't know if it'll be that much of a pro-Ram crowd. Um, I think it will be... Um, maybe like a 55-45 type of a thing, right? And a lot of fans go, and they're neutral fans. They're just neutral football fans who've never been to a Super Bowl who just want to go and see it. Um, I, I think that the Rams are just really – I just think this is a cool Super Bowl. I mean, you know, cool helmets, great uniforms, uh, 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 cool head coaches. We'll get to that in a second, too. Um, I, I, just, I, I just like everything about it. And the Rams, you know, they have a situation, too, where at quarterback – there's a major difference maker. Listen, the Rams, you know what? They don't have a first round pick for, you know, a hundred years, but uh, it's paid off because they've gotten Von Miller. They've gotten Odell Beckham Jr. And they've gotten the quarterback in Matt Stafford, who we all knew was really, really good um, before his days with the LA Rams. He's a risk reward quarterback. There's no question about that. Um, and I think that a lot of people, um, you know, forget, and I know I got some heat on Twitter from certain individuals uh, on this, but you know Matt Stafford threw 17 interceptions this year. I mean, if, if you think that Matt Stafford is not a risk-reward quarterback, you're crazy. Uh, in the postseason, he got away with a lot of those errant throws and a lot of throws in space. Don't get me wrong, he's been amazing. I mean, he's 905 yards through the year, 72% completion percentage. Uh, he has a 115.6 rating. He has six TDs and one pick. He's been unbelievable in the playoffs, but he has thrown some bad balls and a couple of those balls were dropped. Um, you don't see those in any statistical column um, or very rarely do you see them. And so Matt Stafford, if you think that for some reason, Matt Stafford is not a risk reward quarterback, you're crazy. Um, I remember I had tweeted out during the NFC championship game, like, Hey, if the bills had made the super bowl, they would have a major quarterback advantage over Matt Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo and I hold to that. Um, I think I call it a huge advantage. Maybe huge was a little bit of a step, a uh, uh, little bit more of a, 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 a statement that I wanted, maybe the wrong use of a word. Um, but I, I'm here to tell you that Josh Allen, I, I was, I was, I mean, look at the games he played. I mean, look at the flawlessness against the Patriots. Almost pitched a perfect game there. Same deal with Kansas City. Let him back the amazing throws. I mean, he left the field. He deserved to win that football game. He deserved to host the AFC Championship game uh, with the right to go to the Super Bowl. And I was saying mostly that they had an advantage because of Allen, I think, has had a better playoff than Stafford, actually. And Josh Allen also with his legs. That's a big thing, too, where he can hurt people. Again, huge probably was the wrong word. Maybe not huge. Maybe the gap isn't that big. Probably isn't. Um but uh, maybe a slight edge, you know, they would have had. But Stafford has been fantastic, and he has gotten better each playoff game as well. The awareness, the pocket presence, the pressure, and big stage that he's handled, and it does help to have Cooper Cup. Here's when I knew the Rams 
were probably going to go to the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers were down 27 to 3 and came all the way back 27 27, right? And then the Buccaneers made a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake on defense of basically going cover zero. And there weren't really safeties back to help. And Cooper Cup is just straight down the middle of the field single coverage. And Matt Stafford, the second he hiked that ball, he knew exactly where he was going, and he put it right in the breadbasket of Cooper Cup. Amazing throw, amazing catch, amazing awareness, terrible play by Tampa, and the rest is history. I mean, the Rams went down, kicked the field goal. The Rams then beat the 49ers in sort of a physical slugfest, and the Rams are here at this particular point. They have an extremely, extremely talented team from offense to defense, from Cooper Cup and Beckham Jr., you know, there's there's quite a bit of talent in the hands and legs there of Van Jefferson, too. I'm here to tell you, he's been pretty good since uh, Robert Woods went down with the ACL. And then defensively, it's just been a, a showcase of amazing performance after amazing performance. I mean, Leonard Floyd all year has been spectacular, a linebacker who also can rush up front. They mix and match with him. Aaron Donald is obviously a generational, uh, one of the great players of all time. Uh, Von Miller, I mean, these are, Von Miller and Aaron Donald going straight to the Hall of Fame. Um, Eric Weddle, I mean, his safety play has been absolutely insane. The cover job by uh, Darius Williams has been outstanding in, in this postseason. He has 16 total tackles, 10 of which are solo. Um, I mentioned Von Miller, two sacks in the playoffs. Donald, sack and a half in the playoffs. Gaines, half a sack. Um, it, it is spectacular. Floyd has a sack. Uh, it's spectacular to watch. It really is. Their defense gets after it. Um, sometimes they over-pursue, um, but a lot of times when they do that, they're wreaking havoc and, you know, creating turnovers. Jalen Ramsey has nine total tackles in the postseason uh, as well, eight solo. Um, he's really got um, kind of a, you know, uh, he's got quite the attitude on him. Let's just put it that way. Um, he was getting pissed at Robbie Gould, you know, at halftime for – practicing and kicking field goals and I'm going well dude he's got the he's got the tee out there and he's kicking field goals don't walk in front of him (laughs) like your guy can do it on the other side why are you walking in front of the opposition's kicker but um look let's get to the matchup all right let's get to the matchup I can't wait for this game uh before we do that though I want to tell you folks about believe and masterworks what I'm about to say might shock you but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing too. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. And now you can invest like the goat with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from artists like Picasso and others, just icons in the industry. Art prices, they're actually outpacing the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. Hey, head on over to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Do want to tell you folks also about our friends from Nord, NordVPN and Believe. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guaranteed. All right, here's the thing. This game's going to come down to a lot of the usual, right? It is. It's going to come down to penalties turnovers, special teams, third down play, the quarterback play. But here's where I think the game is going to be won 
and lost, okay? I think up front that this Bengals team is really, really, really poor up front on the offensive line. They, 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 I mean, they really are. And if, if I'm a Bengal fan, I'm kind of nervous, you know, about this, about this game, because I, I got to deal with Von Miller. You know, I got to deal with Aaron Donald. I got to deal with Leonard Floyd. I got to deal with blitzing from the other linebackers and the secondary. I got to deal with Jalen Ramsey, who's running all over the place against the pass and the run. Uh, I, I would be terrified uh, with the offensive line up against that Rams front. Now, having said that, the Bengals could get away with it if Joe Burrow can read plays quickly and get the ball out of his hands to those aforementioned receivers in Higgins, Boyd, and Chase. Um, I think the Bengals, look, the Rams are really, really tough against the run, but I think that the Bengals will need to establish a little of that. Um, I think, you know, both teams might try to run the football a little bit more than than what's being predicted. Um, you know, Akers, I still don't know how he came back from an Achilles seven and a half months ago, but he did. Him and Michelle, of course, in the game, and, and probably a lack of running game for the Rams in general. Sean McVay's always said that he wants to run the ball a little bit more, and then they go like a couple quarters, and you're like, why did they only hand it off like three times? Um, so that that's happened often. Um, but I think that's game really, this game really is where uh, you look at the trenches and you look at the offensive line of the Bengals and, and their ability to kind of stand up and, and, and protect Burrow, uh, put a wall together, create space for Mixon. You might see, because the Rams are very aggressive, you might see the Bengals and Zach Taylor and, and, and his offensive people, you might see them go back and try to you know run some screens, right? Like let the blitz come up dump the ball off or the blitz comes up and it's a quick release to a one-on-one situation with Higgins, Boyd, or Chase. Um, the big play is going to be huge in this game because you have star power at wide receiver. Any of those guys can burn down the field. All three Bengal wide receivers, Beckham Jr. can do it. Uh, he's been unbelievable on third downs as well, by the way. Watch out for that. He's probably the X factor on third down on either side. Uh, and then you have Cooper Cup, who had the triple crown in receiving, who was Absolutely fantastic. This game has just everything written all over it. Uh, I know every Super Bowl kind of has its own, um, you know, narrative and, and there's storylines galore and people want to come up with certain things and there's connections and this and that. Uh, but this this Super Bowl, I, I really hope, doesn't disappoint. Um, I hate the two weeks off. I wish we just went right into it after the conference championship Sunday because I just think the hype and expectation makes the Super Bowl a weaker event. I know that the ratings are there. I know that that's what we do. We consume football. That's what our country does. But from my seat, I'd rather have it just turn right around one week later because, look, the Super Bowl, for as good and fun as it is, it doesn't touch Conference Sunday, the Championship Sunday. It doesn't touch Divisional Round weekend. It doesn't touch the Wild Card weekend. And it doesn't, frankly, touch some of the weeks during the regular season where we have just ridiculous epic games and finishes. You know, those red zone finishes around 420, right into the after, late afternoon games, right into Sunday Night Football, right into Monday Night Football. And then we turn right around two, three days later, and we're getting ready for Thursday Night Football. So um, I think the Super Bowl is, is behind several of the NFL situations prior to, both in the regular and postseasons. But... Having said that, it's still a great event. It's our main event. It's America. It's football. It's what we do. Cool helmets, cool uniforms, spectacular players, and the head coach situation. Remember, Zach Taylor was the assistant to Sean McVay, offensive coordinator with the L.A. Rams. Now he's getting his chance to beat 
his former guy in Sean McVay. And, you know, I got to tell you, the Sean McVay coaching tree looks pretty darn good right now, if you think about it. And it looks a lot better than the Belichick tree. I mean, look at all those assistants, man. They get hired and they get fired. I mean, I guess Mike Vrabel's been the one, you know, major success out of there. Um, but Zach Taylor is a really, really bright guy, man. You know, he was, um, actually, I stand corrected. He was a quarterback's coach with the LA Rams, assistant wide receivers coach, uh, with the Rams before that. And now he is the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals and he is bright. He's innovative. He's young. Um, he's 38 years old. I mean, that's another thing too. We have guys coaching in the NFL today that are just unbelievably young. These two guys, Sean McVay and, and Zach Taylor are in front of 40. They're younger than 40 years old. Sean McVay's 36 years old, and Zach Taylor's 38 years old. It is absolutely, positively mind-boggling how um, young these guys are and how good these guys are. I can't wait for this game. I'm going to go 30-26. to 26. The Rams win it because I think the difference will be late in the game. I'm not saying Burrow's going to throw a pick. I don't know what it's going to be. But I think that there is a major defensive play made um, by the um, by the Rams defense. Maybe the secondary. Maybe it's Ramsey. Maybe it's you know um, maybe it's a, a third down and, and six, and it's a sack and loss of fifteen way inside the territory that allows the Rams to get the ball back and, and squ- whatever the case may be, or, or it ends the game, or whatever the case may be. I just think it'll be a, a situation there where. Um, it'll be, uh, it'll be the Rams defense. I think that's the difference in this game, 30 to 26. I'm picking the Rams. Um, and, and before I, before I, uh, uh, sign off here, I wanted to close with this from the Sean McVay coaching tree, 36 years old and second NFC championship game, second Super Bowl appearance in just five years as a head coach. Okay. And you think about the ultimate grinder who has done it in a short amount of time. There might not be a better head coach and a better grinder who's done it in a short amount of time like this. I mean, 33 years old gets a head coaching job, right? Um, Remember way back to 2008, assistant wide receivers coach for the Buccaneers under John Gruden. Remember that, right? Then he worked uh, with another Gruden brother, Jay, as the quality control wide receivers coach for the Florida Tuskers in the United States. Football League, right? And he returns to the NFL. He's an assistant tight ends coach for Washington. Mike Shanahan's head coach. McVay promoted to tight ends coach. And then McVay remained with Washington with Jay Gruden after Shanahan was fired. McVay was the offensive coordinator for Washington from 2014 to 16. A lot of mixed success and all the rest, but then he was hired to be the 28th coach of the LA Rams um, right, right out of that. And McVay became the youngest head coach in NFL history at 30 years and 11 months. 30 years and 11 months. So, yeah, I, I, did I say 33 earlier? I was thinking Zach Taylor's age of 38. No, no, no. McVay, 36. He was hired at 30 and 11. He, was, he wasn't even 31 years old yet because uh, he's 36 again, and Zach Taylor's 38. Um, and as of conference championship weekend, right, just a week ago or so, McVay remains the youngest person to have been hired into a head coaching role and that hasn't changed now that we're here at Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl weekend. Um, here's some numbers to throw out on Sean McVay just uh, to show how much of a big boy coach he is. He's been head coach of the Rams for five seasons. 
81 regular season games as a head coach. He has a 55 and 26 record. That's good for a 679 winning percentage and has won at least 10 games in four of his five seasons as head coach. In each of those four years, the Rams made the playoffs where they're five and three through eight games prior to the 2022 NFC conference championship game. And now obviously six and three uh, with that win, um, you know, and, and then you look at the, the amazing coaching tree that, that he's had, um, you know, it can be traced all the way back uh, years and years and years. Um, and a lot of, obviously, the coaching heritage for, for McVay comes from, you know, the Mike Shanahan coaching tree, of course. But I don't know if people know this, like the start of McVay's coaching tree, it can be traced back to his family tree. Remember his grandfather, John McVay, was the head coach of the Giants in the 70s, uh, was in the front office with the 49ers, later general manager uh, for two years uh, between 80 and 1999. Uh, so it goes back to that a little bit, but McVeigh spent a ton of time, uh, five years in total, working with John and Jay Gruden um, and, and all the rest. And in terms of branches of coaches coming off McVeigh, this is where things get pretty bundled up, right? I mean, Packers head coach Matt Lafleur, uh, you know, is is often credited as being part of the McVeigh coaching tree, but Lafleur's heritage as a coach is probably firm, firmly, you know, into the Shanahan tree, uh, as he was an offensive coordinator. Uh, offensive assistant and QB coach under Kyle Shanahan, first in Houston, then Washington, and then in Atlanta. Um, there's been talk about Cliff Kingsbury being a part of it, but Kingsbury and McVay never worked together uh, while uh, Kingsbury was with Kyle Shanahan in Houston prior to making the move uh, to college. Um, so, But there are other guys, obviously. Zach Taylor worked for, with McVay for two years in Los Angeles before being hired by Cincinnati, as I've mentioned. And, uh, you know, and then Taylor has some roots with Joe Philbin, Mike Sherman, Bill Lazor, and, and all the rest. So the coaching tree is, is fairly strong. It's a little convoluted, of course, with Sean McVay. But one thing I know at the end of the day, this guy is a flat-out machine as a head coach, and this game should be fantastic. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Welch & Company Jewelers, Rosie's Corner, and our great friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today to get your financial future set up. Advisors.massmutual.com and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families as well as the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group and Ken's Auto Detailing. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.